Welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific movie question. On this episode, we'll discuss what Star Wars should do in the next five years after Episode 9. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood. Once again, joined by Josh Straley. Hello, everyone. Cooper, this week's big question is very important to me. It is? Yes, absolutely. As someone who has a very fierce opinions about what should and should not be done in this universe, um, I am personally very invested in not only my answers, but yours as well. Okay. And anyone who comments underneath of this uh, pod or big question, of course. Um, because you know what? Like... I have the best answers. Of oh, course. okay. Lucasfilm, if you're out there listening, which I'm sure you I'm, are. I'm not. And Kathleen Kennedy is great at her job, but I just feel like I could do it like a little bit better. Oh, okay. I can't wait to hear these, <laughs> okay. these points then. Of course, of course, though, this is not true. I would probably fail, fail, you know, miserably, but the feeling creeps in time and time yeah, again yeah. when you're talking about something passionate. Like, listen, The Last Jedi gave me what I didn't think I needed. So, I'm, of course, prepared for what is to come. <laughs> now, I'm very persuadable, though. Um, but anyway, if you're looking for my opinions at large on all sorts of Star Wars topics, um, and Cooper's as well, and, well, you know, news about the actual plans for Star Wars coming down the pipeline, tell you what, you can find those on Twitter, at FriendsAndFilm, A-N-D, Film. And if you're looking for other, you know, theorizings um, and conversations about questions we may have about film at large, Marvel at large, or whatever else could be going on, jump on Apple Podcasts and you can find the big questions, our reviews of movies, and the news all right there. You can get them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, anywhere podcasts can be found. But if you can, on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That will ultimately help rank us, and then we can find more friends of the show. That is correct. And, you know, as a tease at the top, as Josh has mentioned in his intro, this week's big question is, what should Star Wars' five-year plan be after Episode Nine? Because that is, as of right now, all we know. We know, you know, there, there's stuff coming down the pike at, you know, Disney Plus and stuff, and we'll talk about their Disney Plus plans later on. But as far as the movies are concerned, it is episode nine uh, this December, The Rise of Skywalker. And after that, there are three movies dated in this, you know, we have to wait two years for the first one, then it's every mm-hmm. year after that. So they run through 2026, I believe. Yes. Or 2025. How does that work out? 2021. Mm-hmm. And then it's 2023, it's 2025. Right. Yes. Right? 2020, or is it 2022, 2024, 2026? Maybe I should have prepped for this show. Star Wars <laughs> release dates, Cooper. That's what I'm going to look for. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Um, that's 1997. Well, that's not going to work. But um, either way, regardless of when they do come out, that is what we know. We know at some point in the next couple of years, as Josh is still Googling, we're getting three Star Wars movies in six years, and those are coming after nine. We don't know what they are at this point, mm-hmm. but do we know when they're coming out yet, Josh? Yes, we do. 2022. 2024, 2026. Yes. Okay, got it. Uh, All in December, no May release dates. It's one every other year. That's their model at this point. And the reason we're discussing this now is because, you know, people want to know what's next for Star Wars. People want to know what's next because they have a Banff Wise trilogy in the works. They have a Ryan Johnson trilogy that's in development. And, you know, Ryan Johnson's doing a lot of press right now because Knives Out, uh, his new whodunit, uh, is about to hit theaters uh, in November. And people asking him, hey, Ryan, when, when are you, what's up with Star Wars? And he, this is what he told Evening Standard about whether or not the uh, his next movie will be a Star Wars movie or not. He said, quote, The truth is, they're still figuring out their schedule, their game plan, so if it is possible for me to squeeze in another film before or while working on that, I will. So, as of right now, he is not committed, basically, to be like, oh yeah, I, Knives Out is done, it's in the can, it's going to hit theaters soon, and then I'm going to go head first into the Star Wars world. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he is still waiting on the go ahead to move forward. And I don't think that's just a Ryan Johnson thing. like, Oh, maybe they're not going to do Ryan Johnson's trilogy after last year. No, I think they're still going to do it. I think it's just yeah. an overall statement of, he says he, they're still trying to figure out what their schedule is before I have to worry about what mine is. And that had me thinking, we've talked about this before of like, you know, does Star Wars need a long-term plan? Do they have one? Mm-hmm. I, I think right now, Ryan Johnson is saying they don't have a plan. So we're going to try to figure it out for them. Yes, precisely. And so, like, of course, there's the 
obvious things to get started with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, we do know one thing for certain. What's that? In all of this. The December 16th, 2022 release date is a Benioff and Weiss movie. Right? That's, that's what we believe. That's what we've been sort of told from at least if HBO founder or president yeah. or CEO is to be believed. Uh-huh. Do we believe him? I, I I guess. But we also do not know. There was that report several months ago now at this point that uh, there was a Knights of the Old Republic movie script in the works. Mm-hmm. And as of now, there's been no official or, you know, unofficial confirmation that that script is for Baron Wise's movie. So that could be a whole different film slash trilogy in the works that could maybe fill that, that spot instead. Yes, that of course. But then again, like we, there are some indications where, you know, the writer was hired, you know, in April mm-hmm. after Benioff and Weiss were already announced True. or at least before the at least when they would have came on board mm-hmm. versus the you know the announcement on the phone call and everything like yes. that earnings and all that jazz and so there is some kind of connection for all of these things mm-hmm. just right there but there is definitely you know the weiss trilogy there is definitely that script out there mm-hmm. definitely let me say that, that, the that's the rumor yeah of this script being out there as well as ryan johnson and at least Ryan Johnson is a good bellwether for when we're going to see one of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, of course, not until 2022. But the idea that he's talking about something else already or, you know, getting gearing up for something else, it sounds like, mm-hmm. it's probably a good indication that he's probably not going to be in the director's chair for a Star Wars film, you know, before 2022. Right. But particularly because he hasn't had time to work well, on his trilogy at all. I mean, and we know Benioff and Weiss have been sitting on their butt, not sitting on their butts, but they've been at work with not only not their production company, of course, but also mm-hmm. like they've been most available since what April yeah. summer mm-hmm. to have Star Wars rolling. Yep. And so I think there's some clear indications, like unless Johnson just right kicks it into high gear and has a script ready, you know, casting and all of these things for in the plan for his trilogy, mm-hmm. at least the beginnings of yeah. his trilogy you know, ready to go, Benioff and Weiss are first up at the plate. No, I think that's probably the case. I mean, Ryan has only said that he is just, I mean, this was weeks or if not months ago at this point that he was saying, oh, I'm just starting to, just starting to outline it basically at this point. Like he's mm-hmm. just trying to, just starting to figure out what his movies are going to be. Um, whereas, I mean, yeah, you would think Benioff and Weiss have some sort of an understanding. I don't, because I, I, I understand I could understand that Ryan's trilogy was just basically a Lucasfilm vote of confidence and saying, hey, we like working with you a lot. We know you're not going to do nine, but would you want to do your own trilogy? And he's like, oh, sure. I don't know what it's going to be, but I would love to make my own Star Wars trilogy. I don't think that was the case with Ben Wise. I feel like they were probably pitching something specific or being pitched to a specific genre or placement in the Star Wars galaxy and that they are probably still the most likely their first film is most likely to be that 2022 movie. Um, and I guess as we move forward, we, st- we need to revisit the discussion we've had before. Yes. It, are the 2024 and 2026 release dates then also for the same trilogy or is Lucas, are Lucasfilm going to alternate release dates with different franchises moving forward that's the hard thing to answer mm-hmm. because of course you know inserted in between these release dates um are you know th- there's no room for you know they're not going to be it's not going to be you know force awakens rogue one last jedi mm-hmm. solo rise of skywalker it's not going to be those kind of five movies this is three movies spread two years apart mm-hmm. And if you were, like, I don't think they're going to be films from other trilogies. Okay. And I don't think you're going to have a movie every year. It's going to be every two years. Because, and then plus, Avatar is slotted right in between those in the December slot. And we know how putting a Star Wars movie in May went. Mm -hmm. At least in this time frame now. I mean, now listen, yeah, it was post-Infinity War and... Or yeah, it was post Infinity yeah. War, and there's a lot of people still going to see that and still seeing all their favorite characters that way. And mm-hmm. so they, you're, you know, there's 
possible room for, you know, um, summer movie release dates. But Marvel's making no indication they're giving up slots, no. you know, in um, early summer. And so there's really no room for that. And so uh, you, and in terms of continuity and things like that, you've got to think that people are not going to be able to follow a franchise, at least a, a an episodic franchise, when they're spaced four years apart. That is a long True. time to wait. Here's something I just thought of, which I've, I've never even considered before, but just because because of everything they have in the works, mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, it would make most sense to have a movie a year. But like you mentioned, I don't think Star Wars can do the, the sixth month thing where it's here's the big movie and then here's the standalone movie five ish months afterwards. And we don't start marketing it until after the other one's out. Right. That's a tough thing to do. Mm hmm. And as you mentioned, avatars in those December slots in between the 2022, 2024, and 2026 release dates. So there's not a lot of shifting that can be done unless Disney, you know, makes the incredibly bold decision to move Avatar out of the slot that made it up until a couple months ago the highest gross movie of all, t- of all time. Um, and but what if they did do a May release date, but they did two movies each year? Hmm. So they did, you could start the promotion for the May one in 2022 mm-hmm. in 2021. And it would not, it wouldn't overlap with whatever the Banff Wise, like if, if we're going Banff Wise is the December movie, it wouldn't overlap with any marketing for that. And that's the May entry point. And then after the May movies out, then you have five, you could have, you have a what, seven, eight months until the next one comes out to then fully go in on that marketing plan for that one you could promote that one fully and there's no overlap there's nothing and but but it's not as tight of a crunch either yeah that's a really good point um and then that way it just kind of reframes everything as Mm -hmm. well and so you have five full months unabated and then you have like you said seven months yeah because i think that was plenty runaway right because that was the big thing it seemed like with solo versus last jedi where they were like well we don't want to market solo ahead of last jedi and possibly confuse audiences which i still think is somewhat of a ludicrous argument to make that you people wouldn't be able to follow oh is this for last jedi is or is this for solo Mm -hmm. i feel like it's pretty easy to tell um but if that is the concern of lucasfilm and you know for star wars then this this would at least be an avenue to get around that and not be in a way where if they don't split up these release dates that they've set out, then you're talking about, well, Ryan could make almost a dozen movies <laughs> before mm-hmm. he'd have a chance to direct one. If those three dates are all for Baron for wise. Right. And like that, and that's the thing that I just like, I honestly don't know about mm-hmm. like, if any often wise are, they're definitely not going to direct. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get paid for their development. They're going to get paid for the writers they hire. I mean, they're going to get paid for all of the. Well, I feel like I feel like the they scenes. will be writers on their own project. Yeah, yeah. You that, should not be left to write the entire. I don't think they'll do it film. alone, but I think they'll be the ones that hammer out the first the the story, and then a writer will be hired on to do a couple months worth of mm-hmm. screenplay punch up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I feel like they're still going to be in the trenches in developing all these movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like it's not going to be like, give us your treatment for three films and then we'll go, we'll we'll run off with it. Mm -hmm. Um, it, There's definitely going to be some hands on things because the details matter. And you know, although they didn't, you know, in season six and seven and eight of game of Thrones, you know, the first five, (laughs) a plus, like all of the things kind of wove together and we loved that. And so you're going to want their hand on it overall while you have everyone come through and mm-hmm. give their own opinions on these characters, these takes, these um, put these lines, you know, up against each other. And so that'll be important. But like, man, you know, it's Ryan Johnson's trilogy. That's the weird part for this. Yeah. I would want him working as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Knives Out has been getting great reviews and you would want to capitalize on that momentum again. Like yep. he's feeling great. He's like him writing is going to be like, I'm sure it's going to come fast. He, people are going to want to work with him all the way around. It's mm-hmm. just going to be about who you're going to pay. And so like get the guy with a hot hand, yeah. like put him back in the chair, like you know, letting him stew and sit is kind of crazy. Um, but, and then particularly because if he's only going to do one movie, you know, like, and then pass it off. And then pass it off. 
use him now while everyone loves him. The goodwill's there. Then, you know, he's at his, you know, the height of his creative, you know, creative energy. Mm-hmm. And then let Benioff and Wise stew a little bit, you know? Um, but all the, and, and so, yeah, like, come November, we're going to have a lot better feelings for Ryan Johnson than we are for Benioff and Weiss. Oh, sure. I think it's, and that's the weird thing for Lucasfilm to probably, as they're trying to figure out what should, what do we do next is two years ago when they were making these announcements it was ryan johnson the guy who's making the last jedi there was at the time and still now there is a lot of excitement around that movie but you know there's obviously been the discourse that has come since then mm-hmm. that has not been as i think enjoyable <laughs> as it should have been and has made i think ryan johnson potentially for lucasfilm and for other you know for people in the star wars world be like oh you know is he the right guy to you know have his own thing and then Barefoot Wise, and they're announced, they're like, these are the guys who are creating the biggest show on television, one of the most successful shows on television. Mm-hmm. How, this is a no-brainer hit for Lucasfilm. And now it's, well, it wasn't nearly as good as it probably should have been, and now they're also tainted. So Lucasfilm has, instead of two golden gooses, they've got two black sheep, potentially. Yeah, and like, you mean, like, you know, like... And I don't buy into those public perceptions myself, but I think that is something that exists out there for uh, still a minority, but I still think a vocal minority as a result. Yeah, and that's the, yeah, like, I don't feel like that's, like you said, the, it's definitely a vocal minority, and I don't think it's really going to be a problem in general, but it's just this idea of, like, the longer you hold things, mm-hmm. you know, like, Especially because now you've unleashed the, the Star Wars beast. It'll be relentless Star Wars content forever and forever and forever. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus will have series every year um, or every week. A series every year, released weekly. So maybe be, two every maybe, year. Maybe two every year. Like, who knows how far it'll go. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, you're going to have your, you know, episodic films in theaters. I think. And then so... You're talking about like episode 10, 11, 12? No, just like episode one of the Johnson gotcha, trilogy, gotcha. episode okay. two. Like there'll always be episodes. Well, I don't think, I mean, even now they don't call them episodes until, or at least they, they only call them episodes until in the lead up to the title reveal. That's true. Until you get to the box set. Which is like, so that's like when, I feel like whenever they announce the new one, they're going to say, this is Star Wars Old Republic. This is Star Wars whatever. You're going to say Star Wars this is the untitled Star Wars movie until the Old Republic. Yeah, you have, you have to cases. you have to brand it somehow right off the gate, probably. Of course, yeah. Star Wars presents the Old Republic, mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw one. <laughs> <laughs> we know whatever the case yes, is. Yes, make Hobbs and Shaw and then you part of all, the galaxy far, far away. You go all the way down to the you go to the nuts and bolts. And but like they like it's like if they believed that they would confuse audiences by marketing Solo ahead of the Last Jedi, or even marketing it before the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, like that's crazy, but I, you you kind of get it at the same time. So they're not. I mean, cross pollination just doesn't seem like it's in the cards for them. But at the same time, you've got all this talent stabled up, mm-hmm. and who knows what else they've got planned out. Yeah. And so the only thing I can think of at this point is that somebody's going to Disney Plus. One of those two. One of those I two. I feel like it'd probably be Ryan. And you see, he's the last person you would put at Disney Plus. Because he's still a box office draw. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's had, regardless of what some people think, he's had th- three straight, incredibly, based on the Knives Out reactions, mm-hmm. incredibly high critical reviewed movies. And I mean, you could probably go, I mean, I believe, actually, I want to say all of his movies are well reviewed critically, but I know like Looper, Brothers. Last yeah. Jedi, and now Knives Out are like very, very high up. All 90% Rotten Tomatoes, really? you should guess. I mean, Knives Out. We don't oh, I think you're talking, talking about like but, going all the way back. Oh no, but Brothers Bloom falls down, but Brick, of course, yeah, gets right up there. But it's weird that the man's only done five movies. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, it'll. And that's that's where like it's that weird thing where it's like I want to see a lot more Ryan Johnson movies, but I also want to see his next Star Wars movie, and those will take him obviously much longer than if he just does more like Knives Out sort of things, where he's just like, hey, I'm gonna do another one of these and make it turn around in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, you mentioned Disney Plus, and that is obviously part of the schedule, the plan for Lucasfilm. Right now, we know of three shows that are in development over there, um, that being The Mandalorian, the untitled uh, uh, Lando series, the uh, uh, Diego Luna, Mm -hmm. uh, what's his character's name from Rogue One? 
Oh, yes, of course, uh, Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor, we have his series, and then we have the Obi-Wan Kenobi series um, as well, starring Ewan McGregor. So those are the three we know about. Mandalorian, it sounds like, is already getting a second season. So not all of these are going to be just miniseries, standalone things. You know, I would assume the Diego Luna one is, and I'm assuming Kenobi is as well, mm-hmm. uh, just based on kind of the limited constraints around both of those, uh, the, Time the timelines of the yep. shows. But... Uh, you know, so, so we know Mandalorian comes out this November. The other two shoot early 2020. We don't know if the, one of them is going to come out in 2020 or not. I would assume may, probably one of them will. I don't know which one. Um, but do you think that Lucasfilm will go for one Star Wars show a year on Disney Plus or up it to two? Uh, that's hard to say. I mean, we don't have any indication that Diego Luna's spinoff series is um, in the works yet. Other than it's been announced, I don't yeah. Think it's... yeah, I mean it, it's announced. It has a showrunner. Uh, Alan Tudyk is back. Do we have cast yet? K two S O. No additional cast besides just that too. Yeah, like so. I mean, like, but they've got a couple months until that. Of course, needs to happen. And even no. the Mandalorian, they kept. They only announced like three people officially. That's right. That's right. So like you know, um, next November is a long time away. You could get up and running in January and be done by you know May, I think. Yeah and be in post and ready to go by then. Mm-hmm. So especially with it all being digital, not a whole lot of sets to build and all that junk. So yeah, of course, like you could definitely, definitely expect something in 2020. I mean, and um, that said though, what, you know, beyond that, like, I mean, I don't really know. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi's limited run, mm-hmm. um, casting Andor, Yeah. Probably limited run. Mandalorian seems to be like that, that staple. It's already got a second season in the works Yeah, and you can only go so far, but of course, you could set casting Andor almost anywhere in the, you know, Old Republic, or not the Old Republic, the Age of the Rebellion, uh-huh. and find three or four seasons all the way up until he shoots an assassin in a back alley yeah. on the um, Citadel station, Black Spire. Is that right? Gosh, I can't remember that. I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the name of that station or not. But... Yeah, so like I mean, I mean that it's just really it's not really a wild card because they're gonna want to have content every year for Star Wars fans, uh-huh. you know, to keep them on there. Mandalorian being year to year almost sounds right, especially too if you have you know um, Pedro Pascal on board mm-hmm. with your cast and whoever else they're gonna add as they go forward, and so you're gonna want to have him, you know. If you're his agent, you're gonna have him on pay. You're gonna you know production wise and all those things, right? And so I mean, you've got a you know, a stable of directors and showrunners. And so John Favreau doesn't seem to be ready to work in movies again yet. So he's probably going to be there for at least two good seasons. Yeah. I mean, from the official timeline that, that Lucasfilm put out at, I believe it was D 23. The timeline of these series is, uh, is Kenobi takes place, uh, during the time, during the same time as solo, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like twelve or thirteen years before New Hope. So there is a lot of room you could go with that. I guess you don't have to make it a limited series. Um, you could tell just that what that that first season is just you know a couple years after episode three, and then you jump forward another two or three years mm-hmm. till another season. Jump for another two or three years till another season as, as well. So I guess I guess there is. Um, you know, some room out there for that series to continue on. Casting Andor, a limited, a little bit more limited, where that first season is going to take place three years ahead of Rogue One before he ultimately dies. So, yes. But even then, you could still do it three seasons leading directly up to Rogue One. I don't know if I necessarily need that much Casting Andor in my life, but that is at least a possibility for them. Um, but I think this does ultimately bring up a... We, we're seeing it with Marvel where they're developing eight different shows... As starting in 2021, they're going to have, you know, multiple of them each year. Um, what other, do you have any other shows that you think should be in the works or you'd Man. want to see on Disney Plus? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, I mean like, I'm, it's too, we're far beyond this, but Liam Neeson and Qui-Gon Jinn are just such a, are such a great character duo. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the Obi-Wan series will have him in yeah. some way, but I still can't get my head off of, you know, like... Why would you not want to have Liam Neeson back for something? He is, he's kind of aged out of it. It's yeah. been 18 years. And so, yeah. Um, Cause the only way you could do it is do like a prequel to, to one. And exactly. like, 
I mean, I guess you could do it and de-age Neeson down mm-hmm. the whole thing, but like that, that seems like a lot of work. Um, would not be about it. Or you'd have to recast, and I think a lot of people would just be instantly against that idea. Yeah, like Unless, I think the only way they, that people would accept it is if you're like, this is like teenage Qui-Gon. <laughs> this is like him like training initially under Yoda, and like here's like here's him like rising and becoming a Jedi Master. No, thank you. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't. That doesn't necessarily interest me. I think an anthology series, though. The last idea I have is an anthology series, though, for Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, every episode a new character, or every season a new character. Going out on like there. a new mission or something yeah. for him, or in one season. With sort of like, um, think, um, who's great? Quint- think a Quentin Tarantino movie, um, but stretch that over, uh-huh. you know, an entire season. I think that would be really great. All of these characters' stories intertwining, messing around up until like a final culminating moment inside of Jabba's Palace where they all pull blasters and shoot each other or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's then, you where, know, that's where we get the Boba Fett return. And then stuff. You, get, you get the Boba Fett return, you get a knock on the door and everyone looks up and then, you know, it's the silhouette of Luke Skywalker. And they're like, Oh no, here we go. <laughs> this is about to happen. And then, you know, you set it somewhere else in the uh-huh. smuggling world. But I think that would be interesting. Well, I, speaking of Jabba, um, I've mentioned as on the, and before on the podcast, I've been going through star Wars canon, the comics and stuff. Um, and one of the most recent ones that I read are these like journals from Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, stories that he, he basically like jotted down in a journal. Luke finds him later on in life and reads about what Obi-Wan was up to um, as he was watching over him as a kid. And at one point he takes out a, like a bunch of Jabba's guys and then Jabba starts hiring. He hires this like oh, big, um, uh, well, I can't think of what the, their species. What, what is Chewbacca? Uh, Wookiees. Yeah. He hires a, a giant Wookiee bounty hunter to go find and bring in the person who he doesn't know is Obi-Wan, just the person who took mm-hmm. down all of his guys. And it's like, that's like a whole comic story. And, but like, if that, that's just one thing. And obviously Obi-Wan defeats him and like escapes, but like that at least plants the seed of, well, Jabba, like maybe that's the plot of this series, this Kenobi series is Jabba, like trying to find this one, the, the one person on this planet that will like stand up to him. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's a bounty hunter type series coming after Obi-Wan, but he, they're also coming after Luke and putting him in danger. And I think that'd be an interesting angle to play with and bring Jabba in, bring Obi-Wan back. You could really, I think get a lot of nostalgia in that series, but also keep the stakes personal enough where it's not this big giant, you know, adventure thing that I don't, I don't personally need from a Kenobi series. Yeah. I don't think I need that either. It really, it really should be solemn and reflective and it should just make us be like, Holy smoke. She's like reflecting on all the things the Republic did, all the things that he did, all the things that he witnessed and just be like, okay, so maybe I shouldn't have like, you know, joined an army and, you know, crusaded across the galaxy. Although the moral and the morals of that are like less dicey because he was slaying droids the entire time. So it's just kind of like, okay you know so it doesn't go that far but um that's i think that's the thing to see yeah i suppose uh i mean i mentioned on twitter this week one of the shows i would love to see this is the best idea uh, the calrissian chronicles which is lifted straight from the comics because in the comics they established that lando has like this recorder that he will Mm -hmm. just record his his adventures on in in the first person like today on the calrissian chronicles you know lando went off this big brave adventure daring uh you know all this stuff and i was just like i would love to see that as a series where it's just every episode is a different uh mm-hmm. entry in the chron in the calrissian chronicles it could be introduced voiced over by billy d but then you'd have the younger version played by donald glover yeah actually in the series bridge the two worlds together and then you could you know you could bring back uh han you could bring back uh a whole bunch of other things and uh you know flesh out that world and yeah. bring back a character who has so far been underserved in the movies. Absolutely. Like him, him sitting around a sabacc table and everyone just being like, well, is it true? And he was like, ah, 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 let me tell you. And then, you know, the camera turns around his shoulder and then all of a sudden it's Donald Glover. We launch into the story and always start, you know, it, there's just so many great ideas planning to happen because yeah, we need to hear that. Like just Donald Glover needs to return. Oh he yeah. Was the, he was the, he is the gem of that movie and it sucks that, Disney can't get him a Disney payday. Oh crap! No, he the Fox Network. Yeah, Atlantis now a Disney show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even, it'll be on Hulu. I didn't but think about that. Phenomenal. Now, it'll still be on FX. I think it's has it been renewed for two more seasons? Yeah, 
Yeah, because they're they're filming them back to back and starting oh, next year. So he'll be, I guess, give a little him busy. So much money. Um, but I would love to see that. I would love to if you want to stay in that world. Um, the Crimson Dawn, like do like Kira and Darth Maul, like that'd be an interesting thing to see fleshed out in some form. Uh, but the one I always go back to was I'd love to see because I don't think we're getting any more standalone movies. Mm-hmm. I think we're only getting franchises that are like trilogies or something, you know, very big on the big screen now with star Wars. Unfortunately, um, I, I would love to see instead of my X-wing fighter movie, I would love to see the black squadron series. And it's Poe Dameron filled with six other mm-hmm. resistance fighters. And yeah. they're flying around the galaxy on missions. Like that, that'd be a blast to me. It gives us a lot more Poe Dameron and I'll never say no to that. So, yeah. um, I guess those are all the things we kind of want to see, but now it gets down to the question of what should the five-year plan be, Josh? So we have theoretically, well, we know we have Star Wars Nine. As mm-hmm. for the for the yes. for this discussion, we're going to say that Star Wars Nine is a big hit. It is. It is well reviewed. It you know challenges the Force Awakens at the box office. It is domestically. It, it is it well. I mean, I'm talking about like worldwide. So oh, okay. it like gets up to that like 1.7, 1.8 billion dollars. Um worldwide and so we are it's like boom star wars is still around it's still mm-hmm. great there's no like ah uh, it only made 800 million dollars worldwide now it's we're, we're in this tailspin of the star wars franchise uh so we're, we're moving ahead full forces everything's great 2020 what are they doing there's no movies on the slate so right. disney plus is the home yep. is the only option it seems like so what do we have we have the second season of the mandalorian okay launching in november okay no 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 actually not launching in november it launches mid-summer november we have the you know the announcement of not the announcement but we've earlier we've got the casting indoor series the rollouts in Mm -hmm. november brand new show takes the spotlight and we go from there things are quiet on the whole front mandalorian probably gets a new season no word on the casting indoor series um and then we get the first episode of Benioff and Weiss's trilogy. Well, that's not till that's for not for two more years. Oh, that's right. So 2020, we're going with Mandalorian season two mm-hmm. and uh, Cassian Andor, the first season uh, at some point. Oh, and 2020 also has the return of the Clone Wars, which that's is right. great, but it's that it's, it's, the, Small potatoes. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's the return and the end. So it's not like, well, are they going to do an eighth season? No, they're, they're, this is how it's going to end, uh, rightfully. So uh, I'm in agreement with you. That's how 2020 goes. 2021, no movies again on the slate. So this is where Obi-Wan comes back into play. Yes. This is where we get him probably, mm, well, you got to think, because this is the challenge of Disney Plus is I don't think they're going to want a lot of overlapping content Correct. with Marvel and Star Wars because that, you know, cannibalize themselves and what's the point of that we talked mm-hmm. about that uh last week on the disney plus big question so we know that wandavision drops in the spring of next year uh after shang chi and before dr strange so but so you could do obi-wan in like march yeah have that come out do six to eight episodes, then immediately after that, WandaVision picks up. It's done in time for Doctor Strange 2. So I think that makes sense. You get the first season of Kenobi. You know, though, you know, though, I don't think, I think it's only, I think it's one season of Kenobi, and I think it's a Star Wars event. And I would argue that it goes in the middle of summer. Okay. So we're, gets, we're barren on Star Wars content for uh, for the first half of the year. You're, 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 you're barren on Star Wars content, or you get a Mandal- another Mandalorian series, another Mandalorian season. Because I just I think that's the I think that's the staple show. Yeah, and I don't think it runs out of juice for at least five seasons. Here's something else we haven't considered: What if the next animated series? Because we Star Wars Resistance is ending this right. fall. Yep. Um, Clone Wars is going to be done next year. Twenty twenty one could be the launch of the next Star Wars show, either on Disney Channel or Disney Plus. It's animated. It's the the next one from Dave Filoni. It's the, uh, the the continuation of Ahsoka, uh, trying to find Ezra and Thrawn. That's that's the next story. Or it's even a live action version of that story with Filoni spearheading that. Um, and that goes to Disney Plus for eight episodes or something. But I think that's that's probably something that could help bridge the gap a little bit, where yeah. it, it launches either late 2019 and it's a 18 episode first season. And it runs all the way through. 
till Kenobi launches in summer 2021. Right. Some kind of kids, some kind of kids focused series. Yeah. These series are going to be grim. They're going to be dark. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the um, casting indoor we meet before Rogue One, you know, really gets in gear is pretty menacing. Yeah. Like you would not want to run into him. Murder somebody. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So all the way around um, there's, yeah, that is a possibility that they're going to have these, these smaller Star Wars based shorts. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like, there's a weird BB-8 one where he has an underwater adventure like a while ago. Um, and so like, yes, like there's going to be those kind of things and angles. Um, but no, Mandalorian is going to be a staple show. Cassidy Andor maybe as well. Maybe. But I think Kenobi, like the return of, Ob- like Ian McGregor mm-hmm. coming yeah. to your streaming service, it's something you, you hype up. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you would, you would put it anywhere where there could be you know, continue, where there's continuity, you want some space between it all. Yeah. And I think you, I think midsummer, or you wait until December. Put it up it, against Avatar. You put it up. You let it out there and run against Avatar because it's a Fox property. There's right. not really that Disney branding yeah. to it, and you have that going through Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah, I'm trying to think November to Christmas. Where so, the Loki and What If shows are set for spring slash summer of 2021 mm-hmm. so you'd have to fit obi-wan in between those which i think you could do have it launch in late june early july yeah run through there uh and that works and you have this big this big time star wars state comes out you know 18 months after the rise of skywalker and 18 months before the next movie so it like kind of hits that sweet spot um and then so yeah it's it's the kid show at the beginning of the year kenobi in the summer and then maybe a third season of Mando or second season of Cassian mm-hmm. at the very end of the year. But I, I don't, I don't know if that's totally, I don't think so either. But as, as of now, whether, the, whether we get that additional season at the end of 2021 or not, that's two years of star Wars, just shows just on Disney plus mm-hmm. primarily. Are we happy with that as, as star Wars fans? Is that going to yeah. fill our appetite? It's, it's new Star Wars. Yeah, it's things to live in and breathe in, and like we can, we can, we can, we can figure out how we feel about it there. Uh-huh. But new things is great. I mean, like we'll have Disney Plus for five bucks, or not five bucks, seven ninety nine, uh, eight ninety nine. No, it's uh, cheaper than it should be. Twelve ninety nine if you want them all together. Right, that's the bundle, and then it's split up. It's five ninety nine for just a regular Disney Plus subscription. Yeah, that's right. Which is still insane. It's also the Apple TV Plus. No, they're four ninety nine. They want to. They want a buck cheaper. That's right. That's and they're right. watching eleven days earlier mm-hmm. <laughs> with the two shows. Right. <laughs> so with, oh boy. And then some kind of uh, film movie slate, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, yes. And so yeah, it'll be enough. And then we go to the next, year, and we move to twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. And we have we obviously have the the Bamford Wise movie at the very end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of we're as we're gonna say right now, but. You know, are we are we going to predict uh, a second movie in that May slot and go with my bold prediction at the beginning? I don't. I just. I really don't think so. I don't think so either. I, especially with the return of Star Wars after a break. Yeah. Because you just you just want you want the hype all year. You want the slow rollout. Mm-hmm. You just want to focus on turning the corner away from Luke Skywalker and his story, away from the Empire, the Death Stars, all of those things. And if you're going to take us back an entire millennia or two millennia or three millennia, you're going to want to start planting the seeds for that. It'll, mm-hmm. All content will just stop and reverse focus towards that. Canon, books, comics, and just set the scene for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I, I would love to see that because I think that's probably the best move for Disney and Lucasfilm to get all of these things moving and you know have steady Star Wars content on the big screen without just having it once every other year. Uh, I don't think that's actually in the cards for them right now. So instead of a movie that summer, there's got to be at least one Disney Plus show that year. Uh, we've run through all of the brand, all the ones that have been announced so far. So if we're going with 2022, it's the second season of something, or it's, it's another season of either Mando, Obi-Wan, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what's his name? I still can't. Why Cassian can't I, Andor. Yeah, why can't I think of Cassian Andor? Thanks. Just say Cassian and K. Cassian and K. There we go. Uh, the K2SO show. Um, 
what we have another season of one of those three, mm-hmm. but there has to be a new property, I think, that year too. Yeah, I, I just don't know what it would be. They've picked some really weird things. Mm-hmm. Not really weird. Obi-Wan made sense. Yeah. Um, Mandalorian was a whole fresh new property. So, like, casting new door, random pickup mm-hmm. from, you know, a standalone film. Yeah. Where they go after that, I don't know, but I think you could bet on some kind of new property. But the thing is, though, I just don't know. The the Mar- I think the Marvel shows have set an unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. for what they're going to pursue and what Lucasfilm is going to for pursue. setting up or tying up what for what setting they've done up before. tying up tying in the mission for those Marvel shows is different okay. than what the Star Wars is and I think they're going to be really careful with Star Wars is like what we put out is going to be the thing and so you gotta got I gotta kind of wonder if it'll be two years between series or not like once things are up and running up and mm-hmm. running like getting another Mandalorian series or another Mandalorian series in the works already. It's good. Yeah. When we get it, you don't know. Right. I think that, so that kind of raises something I wanted to mention or I wanted to discuss a little bit is, do you think that as we're kind of charting out the movies, I think are going to have to be new in some form. Yes. But Disney plus seems like it's a lot of, Hey, you liked this before. Here it is again in a new twist. They're going to be operated and cast in, you know, developed based on the algorithm you know like yeah. what do people watch more of that bring it on you know that's how netflix movies get greenlit right and like all of those things well will you fit in romantic comedies from the 1990s yes make mm-hmm. that movie for us and be like okay and that's kind of how it goes yeah i mean I, that's something at least marvel is doing as well with disney plus where they're giving you the falcon winter soldiers series to highlight characters you've seen before but haven't totally been fleshed out the wandavision loki um are the same thing hawkeye same thing but then as of right now, we're assuming that Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, or Moon Knight are going to be the introductions of these brand new characters we haven't seen before. Do you think that we could get that in 2022? Like, elite in the lead into the Benioff of Wise first installment, let's say it's Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Here's a show set in the Old Republic totally. ahead of their movie. Nope, definitely not. Hmm. Definitely not. It's just because the lore is so thick, is going to be so thick, or it's going to be so new. And it's just not going to be ready for that yet. Okay. Like, especially for a lead-in, you if you're bending off in Weiss, I would be really PO'd if Disney Plus is like, cool idea, we're going to borrow we're gonna that first. ahead of your thing. Yeah, that's fair. I would be furious. Yeah, that's a good point. I would be furious. So I, I think instead what would probably make sense for them if they're trying to, because I don't want them to just keep doing, oh, let's go back to the original trilogy era mm-hmm. to, hi- to highlight characters from that, from that era. Let's... I mean, you'd be 2022, you'd be almost three years removed from episode nine. Could you do a Finn, like if he's still alive, a Finn limited series, get John Boyega back to do something? Could you do the Black Squadron thing and get Poe Dameron back as maybe it's not a pre The Force Awakens adventure. It's a here's what he and the Resistance are up to after the events of episode nine. And that way you're still continuing this story forward a little bit, but you don't have to do this big and here's episode 10. Yeah. Hmm. Are you interested in that or not interested? No, nah, you again, don't seem interested. Not interested in that. Mm. Like, be like, like, listen, like if you're directors, you hate that because you're getting hamstrung. You're getting, how is that getting, any different than any of these other series? You're hamstrung by what happened before and after. already. Yeah. Well, coming in behind something is different than going ahead of something. But I think that I feel like that'd be more exciting for a director where it's like here, here's where Poe ended. Do whatever you want with him. Yeah. We have no idea what we're going to do next. So you are free to sure. marry him to somebody, kill him off at the very end. We don't care. But this is your story. But the, when you say episode 10, that assumes that there's carryover with characters. And so it's well, just yeah, sort if, of like, if it's If it is episode 10, yeah. you'd be continuing on you, the nine episode saga. Right. So you want you want everyone suspended in stasis so that you can put them in all different kind of places. With your with you your could, film. but yeah, absolutely. That, that, that that's how we've been operating before. We're in a we're in a brand new age of Disney Plus with whole new possibilities and adventures. Yeah, for sure. But like when your movies, when your when your aim is to make a billion dollars at the box office every time, and the the strategy is not serialization. It's just it's here's a thing. Here's what happens next and it may be someone different coming in behind you it may not be the creative continuity is shifting wildly at times with star wars movies mm-hmm. like they do you know and so yeah, when you when you start playing with things like that 
then it's tough. So you, now, don't, you don't want to see any of these characters from the new trilogies ever again, unless it's part of an episode 10. Yeah. I think, wow. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, insane. Like, you know, like post episode. Well, yeah, nine. yeah. I'm talking about a continuation of their story. Love your prequel Black Squadron idea. Phenomenal. That's, okay. But, you know, beforehand, no, I really, really don't care. Okay, we not, are we are on, not worth it. I don't know. I, I don't get how it's not worth it. You're just continuing on the story of these characters in a way that's something you've never seen before. Yeah, I suppose. But there's just so many, it's just it, it is also the idea of like okay, we you know Poe Dameron. Yeah, of course. Like it's it's just about the the character arc. So I suppose. so you don't want any new characters headlining series. You don't want any characters from the new trilogy either. Well, oh, of course I want new characters headlining series. But not it not in the lead up to oh, of a new franchise. Yeah, I mean like we'll, th- we'll think we'll think about that where someone's like, "Well, I've got all of these cool characters. I can't wait to introduce them to you." Yeah. And then Disney Plus is like, "Well, Taika Waititi's going to take, you know, five of those people, a couple of them, one one main, four throwaway, and he's going to do a, you know, prequel eight episode series for us yeah. just to get things started and fill that fill this gap in." I would storm out of that meeting. Okay, because but like, what if what if you're going in, you're saying, okay, we're doing, uh, we're gonna have this movie set in this older public, and you know, we had this. These are the characters we want, and you're like, oh, you know what? That character, character seven mm-hmm. in your script, who has a three-page role, actually fits a similar description of a character that Christopher McQuarrie wants to write a series around in the same sort of a time frame. Mm-hmm. What if he directs that series, writes that series, casts that character, and then you can introduce them in there, and he'll build up to your show? Yeah, no, absolutely not. Oh my gosh, I would, I would, be, I would throw a fit if Christopher McQuarrie wants to do that. He can do it after my movie. Wow, like it, that's the that's the thing. Like these, like when you're dealing with Star Wars characters who are are going to already exist, mm-hmm. but there's some kind of ethereal plan for them in the future. You don't want them really messed with. You don't want them used. You don't want them brought back and toyed around, especially when the the purpose of this entire thing is total continuity. That's why they jettison the legends and all. Like, yeah. I mean, like you should have jettisoned them regardless, you know. But then you're just tying things up, and then it becomes this blob of like, well, what is it? And Star Wars is so much more unwieldy than Marvel is. At least this, the MCU is, and so. Where it makes sense to be like, here's these new introductions, and now they're in these movies because they're all tied together. Like, yes, that's terrific. But Star Wars is so vast and so expansive, and you, when you're doing that, it's it's going to get into a a territory of I don't think confusion. Audiences are smart. Consumers know what they're doing, what they're seeing, and can you know put pieces together. Fan theories abound, but. It's going to it's going to cheapen the Star Wars experience. It's going to che- it's going to because I mean there's a reason their Bob Iger says we're pulling back the reins on Star Wars. Uh-huh. Solo was the canary in the coal mine. We're going too far. We're going too fast with these kind of things. We're not just talking about how you know the number of parsecs the Falcon can fly across, you know, or make the Kessel run with. And so, yeah, you're you're not. I don't think you're going to see that. I don't think you're going to see a prequel series for the movie that they have coming out. So then how, how else could you have a, a new character headline a show? You just set it some set it in a time frame. You think Star Wars will do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, Mandalorian's doing that. Obi-Wan Kenobi's doing that. Cassie and Andor's doing that. It's already what they're doing. Those Cassie and, and Obi-Wan are familiar characters. Of course. But like Mandalorian, same thing. It uh-huh. exists with on a timeline. I, yeah. I, I Yeah, I understand that. I th- the weirdest part for me for Mando and I, I think that's actually a good point is just that to me, it seems like John Favreau really wanted to make a Boba Fett series mm-hmm. and they were like, well, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. We don't want you to use Boba Fett. And he's like, uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's just got to, your character's going to be a Mandalorian or not even a Mandalorian. It's going to be somebody who's not Mandalorian, just wearing the Mandalorian armor. Right. One of those two things. Yeah. And so like, I don't know. I'm just very interested to see what that series is like before. Cause I feel like there's going to be a lot of Boba Fett original trilogy, uh, sort of vibes from that. But just to kind of close this part out, cause we've gone a little bit longer on this and we probably should have, mm-hmm. uh, do you think episode 10 is going to be made? No, I don't. So then why can't black squadron be made post episode nine? 
because I think where we get where I think when we where we get to the end of this thing, it's the end of all these people. Black Squadron gets made, you know, and put in the timeline before the Force Awakens. Yes. Okay. But no, no Poe Dameron after Episode Nine. No, what's Poe up to? Does he have a kid? Does he have family? No one cares about that. I mean, like, I mean, I'd love to, like, you know, that's that's for the the tumblers to and fan art to like draw up for us. Um, after you know, like, with him and like you know the Carrie Russell and all that jazz, <laughs> like that's that's what that's for. But yeah, no, like I just think I don't think episode ten happens. Okay, I don't think you see Daisy Ridley, John Boyega return you know, in previous, in, you know, post the events of episode nine. I think it's really a conclusion. Uh, I mean, I think the, the actors are getting paid plenty enough. This finally now, their scale is, you know, you know, uh, what do you call it? Ex- exponentially uh-huh. larger than yeah, like the 400,000, I think that was like a Leslie like that got that paid probably. for the Force yeah. of It's nuts. Pretty, I mean, it's, that's still a lot of money, but it's pretty standard for first time blockbuster movies. Yeah. And so, you know, Harrison Ford got fifty million, um, and so, but yeah, that's the that's where I think that all goes. Okay, so we're at twenty twenty two. We have just mm. the movie and some new series. Some new series. We don't know what it is. Twenty twenty three. We're back with uh, another new season of television of something that we've seen before, and another new series or two seasons of a new of a show we've seen before. Yeah. Which I, one? I think it's. I think it's. Seasons, I think it's a one season, one new, one continued, and they'll just be kind of like fluctuating from there. Okay, like what works, what doesn't work. The, the I mean, rate critics' ratings aren't going to matter because they got your subscriptions mm-hmm. and you like Star Wars content. Screw the rest of them. So, you know, continue. Can, you can always put on something new and something old. They'll give times for seasons to be written. You know, celebrity directors, not celebrity directors, just great directors mm-hmm. to be brought in, great writers to be brought in, and you can kind of move it through there. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much agreeing with you there. We don't know anything of what they could do, what they should do. If they haven't done Cal, uh, Calrissian uh, Chronicles by then, 2023, great time to do that. You bet. <laughs> um, and I guess other than that, that's that's our five-year plan. It's, uh, I wish it could be more specific uh, in terms of what we want or what we what we will see, but I just I feel like as of kind of what Ryan has been saying, they don't know what their plan is. So I think, and we don't even know what really their strategy is at this point. Do they do they want to focus on creating new things, or do they want to keep relying on old things? We don't know which one Lucasfilm is kind of going for more. If it's a strictly even balance, so there's a lot of questions and variables. But I feel like that's at least a vague outline of what we will get from Star Wars post nine. Um, we would love to hear what you guys want to see as well uh, from Star Wars after episode nine, what you want to see from 2020 to 2025. Um, you can, uh, or did I just skip over like two years? Uh, we were in 2023, 2024. Yes, we'll, have, we we'll, did. we'll have the second edition of the Beth Wise trilogy, mm-hmm. probably another season, same thing in 2025. So it's just like, I feel like my brain just kind of shut down. Cause I was like, we're just in that, we're just in that same cycle now. We're like, we're past what we know. We can't predict really anything, anything else anymore. And so we're just like, well, we're just repeating what we did in 2021, 2022. Yes. Copy and paste. Star Wars. Yeah. Basically that, that, that's what happened in 2023 and 2024. Um, and for all those five years now, <laughs> if you have more specific thoughts or a show you want to see or a movie series you want to see, uh, let us know what those should be, what those could be. And you can do so by choosing at from the film. And you can follow me personally on there at movie Cooper. And you can get me Josh at just Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoy this, episode please subscribe share retweet and more plus head over to itunes give us a five star view with comments thanks again for tuning to the film podcast josh thanks for stopping in everyone and be sure to turn next week for our future episodes